Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of TC. With me back today is uh, our lead pastor, Brad Livingston. What's up guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast, and uh, coming off a, a good weekend, um, man, kicking off Legacy Sunday. And, we did. Uh, yeah, it was good, man. It was... Uh, you know, people are still traveling. It's so funny to me um, how it's almost like right after Thanksgiving, people like, it's almost like they go into like holiday mode from Thanksgiving to the second week of January. I'm about there too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, uh, so was, I was texting people on Sunday. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're traveling. I'm like, traveling? Yeah. It's the second week of December. Like, where are you traveling to? Like, they hey, traveling. I mean, more hey, on them. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I remember back, like, what, the when the recession hit, you know what I mean? Like, no one was doing anything. Like We was broke. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> everybody ain't had no money. We broke. Uh, but, no, man, so uh, some people are traveling and stuff. That's good. Some of y'all are watching and listening right now. So, for those of you that are watching us live, sure. thank you. Welcome. Yep. Glad you're with us. If yeah. you have any uh, questions or comments, drop them. Drop them in the comments. We'll try to uh, mm. we'll try to address them. No doubt. And uh, yeah, yeah. For yeah, those of you that are listening on the podcast, if you got any questions or anything we can help answer for you, you can feel free to send us a, a tweet uh, or an email. Yes. Uh, Follow up at Transformation Church. Hit us up. Dot com. So yeah, we uh, Justin and I are both getting over some. Uh, uh, yeah, some I feel b- I um I don't feel nowhere near one hundred percent, but I feel better than I did yesterday. Yeah. Uh, if Justin looked like he got punched by a gorilla the other day in yeah. the face. <laughs> so it's one of those things, and I know this maybe maybe this sounds really stupid, depending upon who who hears it. But it's like, but you know what I mean. The only reason I was at church Sunday is because I have responsibilities, and you know oh, yeah, that no type doubt. of thing. No doubt, you were, um, you were sick as a dog Sunday. Oh yeah, dude, I hit a house. I was standing up on the side of the stage, but I was like leaned up. I was just like. Whew. <laughs> Hold it together. It yeah, felt yeah, like yeah. it was a million degrees, and I was just sick. You know, I got yeah, a cold, and then, and then you also don't want to get other people sick. You know, yeah, that, there's always that. Uh, it was like fist bump Sunday for me. Like, yeah, I, I didn't shake my I, hand. I'm like, my, ah, nah. you um, know. I mean, but it started for me Thursday. Mm-hmm. You know, when we were coming back from um, Birmingham. We we did a staff our staff retreat last week. So, yep. um, we had a unique Airbnb, and I think that's what started <laughs> me getting sick. Um, Justin was legitimately frustrated with this airbnb uh, i was more than yeah i was not happy with this airbnb um it's so, it's so weird because you know with airbnbs it's like anything you can have really good experience you get a you bad could. you know uh, that's the, the only bad experience i've ever had at airbnb the, the pictures of this place looked great yeah and there were some decent reviews there was a common theme in the reviews that i didn't pick up on i didn't know what they were saying and even the lady, well, the the lady that, that was haunted. No, the, <laughs> the the lady that owns the house. You know, when she sends the message about um, you, you know, the day we're checking in. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. um, thanks for being with us. You know, we're a work in progress. Like I didn't know what it meant, but then we got there. We know what it meant. Yeah, we it was it old. Out. It was old, and they tried really hard to like Joanna Gaines this bad boy, and um, it yeah. looked like I did it. Like Jimmy Gaines that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but it was just old, and then like little things and maybe i should have i didn't catch it you know those how many beds 
you know, four beds. Four beds. Four beds and two decent-sized couches. You yeah. could sleep. On one of the couches. Two, four, six. You could sleep seven to eight people in a bed. Uh, in a yeah, bed. Yeah, in the beds. In the yeah, beds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, but there's only one shower. It's only one and a half baths. You know, yeah. it's like, that's a problem. Uh, people rent a whole house like that. You could bring a bunch of people. Yeah. You know, like, so it was just, th- those little things were weird. Um, then yep. again, there was nothing else available those days we were there. Yeah. Our, that size that yeah, we yeah. That could fit everybody. Um, it was, we pretty- learned, a, I think we learned a lesson. You know, we, we didn't want to do a hotel because one, it was a lot more expensive to do hotels because yep. we have a Three female, rooms, you yep. know, and all those things. So we'd had no more rooms. Yeah. John um, and e, John and Joanne would have to sleep on the floor. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> just um, kidding. I'm no, just kidding. No. Um, but, but we also, you know, being staff retreat, like we have, like we were doing like, I don't want to say meetings, but we were collaborating and stuff. We were yeah. talking and wanted to be together. So that was the point of having that with those common space. But um, my room... <sighs> It was, a, it was a bit of a doozy. <laughs> um, there was no heat in my room. You're, you're, I didn't know that. closed in front porch? used to be a front porch, apparently. So I woke up in the middle of the night the first night, and it was as cold in the room as it was, it was a, outside. It was a solid 42 degrees. In it was room. literally in the 40s, uh, upper 40s probably. I, I was – no exaggeration. Yeah, it was It cold. was, in, it it was, was freezing cold. cold. Um, I think that started my sickness. So I've been sick since about Thursday afternoon, <laughs> though. Um Friday, I came to the Christmas party, and yep. then I I left. You do stop. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was I was done. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, usually I'm not sick this long. Usually a cold for me is two three days. So it's you know. I, yeah, I took no chances. I I knew I was sick Thursday. I went straight to CVS and I got emergency. Yeah, but I did that too. And airborne, and yeah. every three yeah. hours I was rotating that junk. Like yeah. <laughs> I did the same. I got the meds, airborne, the whole deal. Um, because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a big fan of airborne. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's lingering. So I feel better today. I, I don't feel one hundred percent like, um, but I feel better than I did yesterday. Still got this yeah. little cough. Yeah, I just got this like the voice thing, <clears throat> so that's why I sound like I've dropped six octaves. Yeah, <laughs> while I'm talking. So, so um, I started running out. I started running out on Sunday. Second service. Like I think everyone in the theater wanted to throw me a bottle of oh, water yeah. when I was talking. It's like your voice was yeah, gone. It was it was shot. It's but, crazy. But uh, nonetheless, we're fifteen days away from. Uh, Christmas. Is that right? Days. Today's the 10th? Yeah. Yeah. 15 days away from 15 Christmas. 15 days away from Christmas. Um, which means we're 13 days away from our Christmas by the Bay. Yep. Downtown Pensacola, if you're in the area. Um, even if you go, if you're part of another church, that's cool. This is a community-wide, um, this is more of a community-wide candlelight service. Yep. You know, come be, you can come be a part of it. Um, we're going to do candlelight service and some Christmas uh, songs and some praise and worship and, and all that. And um, starting at 5 o'clock, we got... Activities for the kids and yep. stuff, space painting. Well, I say face painting. I, I bounce don't know. houses. Bounce houses. There's snow snow machines. And, Santa Claus is going to be uh, out there. Santa, all that stuff. So yep. um, Music. I think they might be doing. There's a lot of stuff we like, I, you know, that they've been working on. So, yeah, starting at 5 it's, o'clock. It's going to be cool. And then and then, uh, and then, the the, the light service will be at 630 right there at the outdoor amphitheater. So, um, yeah, if you're in Pensacola, come hang out with us. It's going to be a good time. We, um, it's going to be great. We did it last year. It was our first annual. So, this is our second annual. Second we want to keep doing it. This year, we uh, put a little more money behind it. Wanted yep. to kind of what we learned and and at least from the, um, 
yeah, it's, it's going to be cool this year. I'm really excited with what we what we got going on. Yeah, it's a little bit more money behind it this year for us. So mm-hmm. uh, that's always good. Um, so yeah, come come hang out. It's a Christmas season, bro. Yeah. It's a uh, it's 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 a season. Plenty of things <laughs> popping, man. Plenty of things popping. Yeah, Christmas by the Bay. Christmas services this Sunday before. Oh yeah, you know. So feel free to you know all the TC folks bring a friend. If you don't belong to a church, if you're listening or watching, you know you're in the Pensacola area. Man, we'd love to have you out in the Christmas services for Sunday morning on the twenty second. Christmas by the Bay on the twenty third. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll even say if you're listening or if you're watching and you're part of another church and you want to serve at Christmas by the bay um you can actually do that too so you don't even have to just be at tc to be part of all that so yeah this uh, is not really our a, website it's not a tc thing you know no, it's, it's a city it's, thing, it's a yeah. city thing so yep. yeah uh, we would love to have other churches uh, hang out with us so um for sure yeah and, and then we can always point you know people the churches that are represented that want to serve we can point people that we that in the follow-up process or, or anything like that yeah. uh and afterwards or people need prayer point them to your church as well uh, maybe maybe they live close to you and Maybe they like your church better than ours. So. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of good churches in our town. So, yeah, man, it's been, it's, it's good. And, you know, talking about just like making the greatest possible impact, you know, I mean, that's, that's the whole point of Christmas by the Bay. It's the point of our Christmas services, you know, impact people. And, and, uh, Sunday was all about impact. It was legacy Sunday, legacy Sunday. Um, and so, you know, as we were talking about and navigating and getting into the different ways that we could we could be creating the greatest possible impact in people, you know, and legacy, the legacy offering, something we do every year, we take up a legacy offering and then we give it away. You yes. know? Um, and so it goes to 100% of the offering goes to making the greatest possible impact in our legacy lanes, um, our city, our nation, our world, and missions. Jabin's Haven is the new legacy lane. That's yep. uh, very special to us. So those of you who are watching, maybe from out of town or whatever, um, you know, you, people have been asking us for the last five years, you know, what can we do, you know, um, you know, in Jabin's memory or some of those things. Um, and so, you know, in, in the memory of my son, um, you know, we started Jabin's Haven, which is an organization where we get to help um, families with special needs. And so there's a foundation, a trust that exists uh, in Jabin's name. And so when you give to it, uh, we are actually an organization that uh, when when families uh, contact us, they go through a vetting process to understand what their needs are. Um, and once we understand their needs, uh, what happens is a lot of times families with special needs will have children that need something and they need it pretty quickly. And insurance has turned them down or they're just not coming through. Or uh, anyone that has been part of the medical system knows that you can be covered today, but then all of a sudden you get a letter that says they're reviewing your policy. Um, and the problem with special needs families is like, you need that medication tomorrow you know in Javen's case like he if he didn't have that medication he was having seizures like they're coming tomorrow if he doesn't have that medication and so we didn't have the luxury of waiting weeks um and so you know in that season for us people stepped in but a lot of families don't have access to people that can just donate a couple hundred dollars or a few hundred dollars or thousand dollars to help get what they need and so we've created an organization that's going to do everything we can to help as many people as we can with all the funds that we we have and so um that's a legacy lane for us now you know there's uh, my i'm the pastor of the church and he was my son um and so there's that's something we're going to support 
as long as we're a church, you know, uh, is that organization. And plus you add on top of that, you know, the haven that we have at the church, we're already making a, an impact and a difference in the families of kids with special needs. And um, like do, do uh, miracle league and all that. Yeah. I mean, we're, we've, we've been connected with autism Pensacola. We give uh, part of the legacy um, offering has gone, has always gone to the miracle league of uh, Pensacola. Um, so we're connected on What's already. And, it's a it's a Westgate also. Yeah, Westgate School. I mean, that's a big community of people. Yeah. Um you know, it's a big community of people that it's when you get to know the community of people, like the families, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. You know, like um there's there's fantastic stories there. Um you know, and then and then when it comes to, to church, I mean you know, you you find a group of people that that want so bad to just be a part of everything else, and sometimes circumstances doesn't allow them to do that. So right. these organizations like Miracle League and stuff, I think, is great. Um, but it, it it is a way for us to to reach a community and and, yeah, no doubt. and do that. So it's all it's really cool, you know. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I got introduced to some of the special needs, you know, like the community at, uh, years ago with the church I used to be a part of. There was some uh, families. Um, there was a family that had. A, Two, one of them's a really good friend of mine, you know, Pastor Al. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pastor Al that's been on the podcast. Um, yep. He's got a daughter with uh, Down syndrome. Yep. And then there's a couple in our church who used to be a part of the church I was at before. They have a daughter with Down syndrome. Yep. And that's where my first introduction to uh, to, to, to special needs in that community since I've been in the church world. And, man, you're, it's, it's an eye-opener. It's really cool. You it know, is. Especially the, the Downs with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. Those are really cool kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, so there was always – we always did something, something for – just the, the down syndrome specifically. Yeah. And man, that's really cool. Yeah. Like that. It is, man. It's a, it's such a community that you have such a great opportunity to step into. And, and, you know, um, that's some of the statistics we pulled for Sunday, you know, it's like, you know, one in five Americans is impacted by the special needs community. Um, you know, I mean, that's a, that's 20% of the American population is impacted by that. Um, and I don't suppose that we're going to be able to fix 20% of America. Um, what I know is that means that's a giant, um, giant group of people that we have the opportunity to create an impact in. And we're going to do everything we can, um, with the resources that God gives us. And so if people want to, be a part of that. This is a great way to do it. Um, and especially for those of you that have been on the journey with us, with Jabin, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, this is a great way to do something, um, that not only leaves a legacy for you, but it helps attach you to the legacy of our family and Jabin. And, and so if you want to do any of those things, you know, um, I encourage you to, to, to do that. You can give in the legacy offering and a portion of it will go straight into, um, Jabin's Haven. You can partner with us, you know, and that's just one of the legacy lanes. Well, the cool thing is if you got a um, something on your heart, like as a person who wants to give, you mm-hmm. know, obviously legacy is about being a part of something bigger than ourselves, even as a church, you know, like you said, all the funds, yep. you know, none of it goes to our operating expenses or anything right. like that. Um, it's, it's all about uh, making, making an impact. So that's great. But, yep. and then how we divvy it up. Mm-hmm. Whether you, you know, some people have this um, passion for international missions where yep. some people that's not on their radar at all because they feel like there's work that needs to be done here, yep. which they're both, both those people both are correct. Yep. Um, you know, we, so we do some local mission stuff. We have national missions with church planning and all this. So no matter what your kind of, maybe your thing is, there's yeah. something, there's something for you. So um, that's always cool. I like the local stuff a lot myself mm-hmm. just because I'm local, I guess I'm here. That's kind of yeah. what I really, I really, right, right. Like. I really like that. Um, yeah. 
personally, you know, and then in the past we've done things with Israel, like Christians United for Israel and, yep. and all these organizations um, and missionaries that we support kind of around, around the world. Yeah. I mean, between Peru and now Thailand and Peru, um, Thailand. Laos, um, yeah, all those. Yeah. Cool. So we're, we're partnered with uh, quite a few organizations that just help, you know, again, help the mandate. I mean, this is what Jesus called us to, you know, yeah. Um, going to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth, right? Like that's the, that's what Jesus called us to. And that doesn't mean literally Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, like, uh, but it means that, you know, that we're called to go to our city, our nation and our world and take the good news of Jesus. And, um, and so by financing, uh, missionaries overseas, you know, Ashley and I, and a group of us are going to be going to Peru in July of next year. That'd be cool. Um, so, you know, we're going to be building houses for those that are homeless and taking the gospel to those families. Um, so, and then, you know, partnering with new missionaries in Thailand, you know, Laos and all that, you know, everything we just talked about, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity. And so we're doing that on the international side. We're planting churches on the national side. We're partnering with Oregon. So, you know, amazing churches get planted. You know, when I started looking at some of those statistics, they were kind of staggering to me, you know, that America's is one of 20 countries out of 195 countries. So there's 20 countries out of 195 countries that Christianity isn't growing as fast as the population is growing. Um, I believe it. Yeah, that's it's just crazy. that's just mind-boggling to me. You know, it's like uh, w- for the first time in the history of the United States of America, other countries are sending missionaries to us. <laughs> right. I mean, that's a that's crazy to think about. It's crazy. You know, we got one nation under God on our currency. Doesn't mean anything. I'm just saying, like, you know, the statement l- or the currency. <sighs> moving on (laughs) so um to to know that we've got all of these things that identify the deity that we believe in god but actually have a country that doesn't uh or that i'm not gonna say the country that doesn't but that has a country that would from a numerical uh growth perspective say that we're decreasing in the number of people that have their faith in the Lord in regards in, uh, by way of the population growth, right? That gap is getting larger and that's, that's something we, you know, we need to pay attention to. Therefore we need more churches in America that are preaching the hope, the message of Jesus as accurately as possible. (laughs) And we partner with the organization to help do that. Now, I don't know. I don't know the accurate statistics on this. My guess would be that not only is Christianity, not keeping up with the the rate, you know, we're in mm-hmm. decline. I would say in America, at least, it's all religions. You Perhaps know, you, you got yeah, more and more. You got more and more young people that that aren't associating with with religion at all. Yeah. Not just. It's not like to say Christianity's on a decline and Islam is on a rise or yeah, I mean, ca- I, Catholicism or something like that. I think it's. I think it's all on a decline. Yeah, I know. I know uh, that you know Islam is on a rapid rise. I don't know where it's at in relation to population. Yeah, I don't growth. either. But um, yeah. But uh, that's crazy. Yeah. And then now let's talk about too. Last Friday we also had a shooting here in Pensacola. Yeah. At our, uh, at our base. Yeah. At our um, naval air station. Mm-hmm. That was crazy because we have people. We have, I mean, we, have people, we have a good bit of young military that, that in took our a, church. It took us a few hours to make sure that all our people were safe. Yeah. You know. So I was uh I was medicined up during most of that. Right. And right, I woke right. up to all this news it was and nuts. <laughs> you I know. Mean, um, but yeah, social media was just, it's crazy, you know? Um, I mean, your, 
your brother. Our, our yeah, my brother Tommy works on Tommy there. works on base, so you know he's out there. I mean, we got a number of people that are active duty out there. Um, you know, a number of people in our church spouses are active or yeah. are working out there, contracted out there. I mean, it. You know, it's it, crazy. Like I said, it took us a few hours just to make sure that you know well, everyone was safe, uh, at least from our house. You know, and tragically we uh, we lost some friends and um and we have other churches that have people that were you know uh, either either impacted by loss or that were literally um you know are are in hospitals right now. So it's crazy. You know, and I, I was watching the news last night. You know how I do. Um, I would just love the news. <laughs> I do. This man stays I'm like, a, I'm like an old man. I travel I, with him. I'm just like, well, we're just going to be watching CNN. That's all. Time, MSNBC or something. Well, you know, so time out. So <laughs> usually when I get home, I'll put the news on for a little bit as right. I'm like, when I'm trying to like, you know, I say get set on in, turn it on, like and get on the couch and I'll watch a little bit. And then I'm like, let's, I, let's like watching it a little more entertaining. Well, let's watch the office. But some nights like last night, that's all I watched until I right, was, went to bed. Yeah. I mean, like literally. Yeah, ain't got, ain't got nothing yeah, so, for that. So, so, but I say that to say that there's still developments on this shooter. I mean, there's still some, you know, yeah, there's, there's more going, going to be crazy. There's more going on there. Yeah. So that's uh, that's crazy. So um, we we took I, I brought that up to say that we took a part out of our Sunday service to yeah, just we did. to do that as as a as a military town, you know, and that was something cool. Even on local radio on Friday. Friday and I guess some Saturday, but uh, some of the local like talk radio, news radio, were talking about how our and I didn't maybe because I'm from here, I never realized this. Yeah, but how the base, you know, Pensacola NAS is with the community, like you know, up we we can just go on, we can go on the base. T- well, maybe not today since the shooting, but we yeah, can right. just go on there. Um, you got to go on the back gate, but you can mm-hmm. go to the. There's a museum there. There's a lighthouse. There's stuff. The blues fly. The blues. The blues are there. There's a golf course. Yep. Like there's all these things. Most bases, most places aren't like that. Like we're real. It's real integrated, kind of in in with the community. So right. It's it's a part of who we are. We're a part of who they are. Right. Um, and maybe. Cause I'm from here. I just never realized that maybe I just thought everywhere was like that. Right. Apparently it's not. Um, so it was like a a big deal, you know, something like this goes on, how the the community responds, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, that's a big, big part of our, uh, yeah. I mean, you think about something like the blue angels weekend or some, you know, it's just some of those things. I mean, businesses shut down for the blue angel weekend. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there are, there's things like, that's a big deal. I mean, that's a, that's a significant economic, shift for us on those weekends you know july 4th and stuff like that so um you know the the blue angels particularly and just the military as a whole you know particularly the navy um and the air force here in in pensacola is so noteworthy i mean you can't go anywhere you can't go to the mall you can't go to the movies without seeing active duty um and it doesn't necessarily mean that they'll be, you know, in their blues or whatever, or, you know, but you, you just, you can, you can tell. tell, you yeah. know what I mean? Like there's two groups of people you can tell in Pensacola exactly who they are as soon as you see them, military and PCC students. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, true. So, uh, like as soon as you see them, you're like, oh yeah, yeah. They all show up to the mall in groups. Yeah. <laughs> Some get out of a cab, some are walking, you know. Some, yeah. Some are walking, uh, some are uh, but nonetheless, like you can you know who they are as soon as they get there, as that's soon as they walk in. So that's true. Um and so yeah, it's just uh, you when you when you when you grow up in this kind of community, you kinda don't realize it. You know, I was just at my grandparents' house for a week at my grandma's house and uh and that's one of the things that I was noticing when I was out with my cousins and stuff. It was like you don't 
there's you know there's not military yeah. everywhere like there is here i mean yeah. it's everywhere you can't go anywhere and i don't mean that negatively they're everywhere i mean like um that's no, part i mean it's part of your life here you know you get well, used especially to it. when it comes to navy bases as far as yeah. if you're going to go in flight training yep and the navy possibly marine i think marines send all their students mm-hmm. too i mean you're going to come through pensacola so yeah. it's kind of a big base kind of a big deal so definitely um so it was just kind of a tragic friday so um that, that's, very, that's very always unfortunate so. so that's still news developing on that what exactly what's happening and the fbi involved and all that so um it was just we, we took some time out sunday definitely um uh, to, to make that a point of, of prayer and and importance in our church service um you know as far as yeah, not we, just making it about uh, a legacy sunday but you know make that a part of what we were doing on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, we work real hard to, be, to, to establish a house of honor. Um, and we want to honor both those that fell, those that were injured. Um, and just those that are grieving that maybe weren't as directly impacted, you know, um, you know, maybe they didn't have a loved one or whatever that was directly impacted, but when stuff like that happens, it just, it's just, it just kind of grieves you, you know, oh, you just, yeah. you just feel it. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was just super important for us and we, we, we wanted to make it a point to, to do that. So, um, you know, then we, we jumped, uh, from that point, you know, we, we kind of, we use that as an opportunity to point people. You know, I always think that it's important that in that grieving process is to kind of identify where our hope comes from. Yeah. You know, we sing a song after the prayer for, you know, the, we prayed for our city, we prayed for the families, we prayed for, you know, our military and our country and, and we did all those things. And, and after that, you know, we sang, hope has a name you know yeah. just trying to help people understand that even in the midst of confusion and pain and all that that you may not understand like you know our hope is rooted in jesus and we wanted to point people to that and we sang that and um you know so it's good it's a good song it's powerful it's a great song powerful so is that highlands yeah the, the newest album right no you know what it's not highlands uh it's, oh, river, no, it's river, river valley yeah yeah, yeah river okay. valley worship highlands does it a lot but it's river valley worship so yeah, you're right. Cool. So, so let's get into it. Legacy Sunday. Let's let's walk through the the message a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, you know, because there's so many other things going on, because we had to walk through the legacy lanes, um, because we were making a point to take a, some time out of our service to to pray. You know, it was somewhat of a, a shorter message on Sunday, but um, you know, we we pulled from Matthew 25, and and what our main goal for Sunday is to kind of help people realize that um, God looks at what we're going to do with the life that he gave us. Right. I mean, that, that was the main goal yeah. for Sunday. Um, you know, that it's, it's not just, you put your faith in Jesus, you get saved and you go to heaven and all things are well, like he's actually, God is genuinely concerned with the life that we're living, you know? Um, and so because of that, you know, that's kind of what we looked at. Um, and in Matthew 25, there's a story. We won't, we won't, <coughs> necessarily read all of it but there's a story there where um the the, he's referencing that you know at at the end god will be on his throne and everyone will come before him and he'll separate the goats from the sheep is what he's saying the sheep on his right hand you know goats on his left and and those that are on his right he'll he'll tell them you know blessed are you and he'll he'll bring them in um and you know we kind of talked about how we were looking forward to that day um, but the first statement that we said there, that kind of first point, um, Justin, you want to read it? Yeah. There's a day coming where we will be rewarded for what we did with this life. Yeah. So there's a day coming where we are going to be rewarded for what we did with this life. And I think it's important. There's a key word there. Um, and it's the word with, 
you know, and so many times I think as Christians, we get really wrapped up with uh, what we're doing in our life. Yeah. So it's like the life belongs to us, but in this life that we have, we're going to do key things. But the reality is, is God wants us to give our whole life to him uh, and do something with our entire life, not just do a few things with key moments in our life, but with our whole life. Um, and so there's a reward coming for what we did with this life. Um, and that's where, you know, Jesus kind of breaks it down. He says, well, I was, he says, uh, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty. You gave me drink. I was naked. You clothed me. I was in prison. You visited me. Um, you know, and so I was a stranger. You welcome me. You know, he, he kind of goes on this thing and, and then he identifies like, you know, uh, this whole point of saying like, but then the righteous will say, well, but when were we thirsty and we gave you drink? Like when were we hung? When were you hungry and we fed you? Like those, those, that never happened. Cause we never saw you hungry. We never saw you thirsty. We never saw you like, in, like we never, we never saw those things. So when did that happen? You know, his response is like, when you've done it to the least of these, you've done it to me. Right. You know? Um, so Jesus is trying to identify like, man, when you, when you have given to the poorest of the poor, you've given to me when you've helped the lowest in regards to income, not lowest in regards to importance, but the lowest in regards to, um, those who are in the greatest possible need, you know, then you've, then you've actually done it to me. You know, so many times we think of serving a King, you know, as you go to the palace, but to serve our King, yeah. Means you go to the pit, right? You know what I mean. Uh, and so, those things are important. Um, you know, and we said we're closest to Jesus when we're reaching the people who have the greatest need. And that's kind of alluding to what we talked about, right? Is that when, you know, when you think of getting close to a king, you think of being in the palace. But when we, when you talk about getting close to our king, is when you're getting into the pit. I like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, James two fourteen, uh, seventeen. You know, it says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? You know, can that faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister was without clothes and food, and if someone says, go in peace, keep warm and be well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. Um, you know, and it's it's the idea that, you know, Jesus, Jesus didn't often go anywhere and declare the good news of the kingdom of God um, without meeting the need. Right. Like the multitude was hungry. So he used the loaves and fishes and he fed them. Right. Like, because it's, it doesn't do us any good to try to present an eternal, to try to meet an eternal need without meeting a, the temporal. One. Exactly. Um, I think so many times churches are like, yeah, yeah. Like we're, we're big on this. We're big on that. You know? And I think this is a trap that's easy to fall into as a church. You know, that I think you and I definitely, and then we had a conversation as a staff at Stafford sheet. It's like, I just never want to get there. Like I never wanted to be like, come to our church, but they never see us taking our church to them. Yeah. You know, it's like, we want to, we want to be a mobilized, active, moving on mission church. That's constantly uh, going and meeting people where they are, you know, and bringing them to Jesus, not just waiting for them to walk through our front doors. It's so funny because I've been, I was listening to some, almost a debate of pastors the other day on YouTube having this conversation. It's old. I don't know if you remember the elephant room. Do you yeah. remember that, yeah. right? Because it was like Matt Chandler and mm -hmm. David Platt's on there, Stephen Furtick, yep. uh, Mark Driscoll. This believe, was, if I'm not mistaken, Matt Chandler and Stephen Furtick. Yeah. Like. They were the ones. Were, were on the table yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real, real good. And then they had the other guys sitting there and then they 
the the is moderator that he, is that is that where Matt Chandler called Stephen Kirk Dane Cook with a Bible to his face? I think so. <laughs> I didn't watch the whole the whole thing, but I know that I know he did call him that. Oh man, I think that was it. Anyways, moving on. It's really good because they have respect for each other. Like they it, do. it was, yeah, yeah. it's real, it, it's real healthy conversation. Yeah, Stephen Furtick brought Matt Chandler to Cotto and Revival after that. After that, yeah. yeah. Um. It, so it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily it was a debate other than a, a conversation. Yeah. Uh. And James McDonald was kind of the moderator of them too. Yeah. You know whatever. Uh. What was that going with this? Oh, they were talking about uh, multi-site. Yep. Churches and um, because then you had like your and, and then David Platt's there mm-hmm. who's got a completely different take on it. Yeah. Um. On, on multi-site. And it's like when you hear Stephen Furtick talk about their heart of evangelism, you know, it's all about evangelism. And that's what him and Matt Chandler were talking about is Matt Chandler's like doctrine's important. And Stephen Furtick is going, I agree, but we've got to reach the person far from God. Mm-hmm. So the doctrine's less, imp- it's not as important in the moment that we're trying to reach someone. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that later. Yep. And there's, so there's just tension, at least in their two ideologies to how this works. Um, but th- so in that conversation got to like multi-site, which Chandler has multi-site church, yep. um, you know, and all these things. And then you bring like David Platt in and he brings yep. this really good, he's kind of against it because his whole thing is like talking about elders in the church should be leading. Like, but we should just, everyone should be going out for bringing mm-hmm. everyone in. And then we build all these campuses. Yeah. That's like, I think both are right. Yeah. You know, well, and Matt Chandler, you know, Chandler, after that Chandler, he, all I his churches. I David are, Platt. I mean, David Platt was saying. Yeah. No, no, no. You, yeah. you said David okay. Platt said that Chandler you know, since then, Chandler has released all his churches as autonomous churches. He has. They all have individual elders, you know, you and know, all that stuff. David's, David's plot, his whole thing was like, man, it should just be less about them coming and hearing a preacher and us equipping the individual people in the church, the Christians, yeah. to do that evangelism more on a daily basis. Right. Um, Live a life it's, of evangelism. It's one thing to, like, invite your kids uh, baseball coach to your church because you know it's a great church and you know that they'll hear about the gospel. It's another right. for you just to share the gospel while you're there with them and right. teach them that. So it's just completely two different two different views on. That's what essentially what, you're, what you were even talking about. Yeah. You brought that up is just like not just about come to us, but we want to be able to like we want to be known um, as a sending church kind of in, in a sense. Or yeah. I don't say be known, maybe even known within ourselves, like yeah, not yeah. not necessarily from a popularity standpoint, but it's like. Are we able to disciple people and teach them and go out in our communities and everywhere our people are That's going right. that we're, we're, we're doing the mission of the church. Yeah. It's not just a Sunday thing. It's an all the time thing. Yeah. It's like a lifestyle thing. Definitely. It's super important. That's the, that's, I think that's the hard part for, um, and it's the hard part many times is to try to, you know, get yourself locked into that place where, uh, evangelism is a priority, you know, um, there, there's no greater, there's no greater opportunity. There's no greater need. There's no uh, greater um, way that you can create an impact in someone's life than to introduce them to the gospel. I think the hard part in America and the hard part for most people in churches is they don't even know the gospel well for themselves, let alone well enough to give it to someone else. <laughs> so <laughs> we were talking about it in pipeline last night a little bit, you know, um, that as they, as our pipeline students are navigating What's well, genuine discipleship right now? It's like, oh wow, this is. Well, we run into that, especially in the South. It's cultural Christianity. Oh yeah, we're in the. You're a believer, but don't Bible really know. Field. Don't you, you believe, but don't even. When you're pressed on it, you don't really. You start to realize you don't even know what you don't know. We talked about it last night, man. It's like there are so many people that they believe in God as a get out of hell free card, 
but they don't believe in God truly. So they believe they need something to keep them from having to pay the price for their sins in eternity, but they don't actually believe in God the way he it deserves to, it needs to, and I would, I would, I would dabble into a world and say demands to be known for relationally. You know, so they've they've fallen in love with the institution of the church. They've fallen in love with a religion that gives them a get out of hell free card, but they haven't fell in love with the relationship with Jesus who paid the price for their sins, which can be identified as the only way to actually get to heaven, which I think is why God said in his word, there's plenty of you that are going to stand before me saying, Lord, Lord, um, and I'm going to say, I never knew you. So there's a lot to that. Um, yeah, there is. I ain't got nothing to do with Legacy Sunday, but <laughs> other than, whole, that's a different podcast. Other than we just need to be on mission, you know, um, and in being a part of Legacy, the Legacy offering helps us equip those um, that are on mission, both in our city, our you know, our church, and being on mission as a church. Um, but then those that are in the mission field internationally, those that we're helping build churches in this nation, um, and all the other different ways to make sure that those things are happening because it's so important, you know. Sure. Um, and we we said it in the notes, you know, generosity is the cornerstone of our faith. You know, you can't you can't be a Christian and not be generous. You know, and I'm always super careful to like use that phrase. Because I think a lot of people use it, especially like Republicans and Democrats like to use it. You can't be a Christian and, you know, and then you abortion, gay marriage, you know, whatever, social issue. Like you can't be. A, but I honestly don't think that you can be a Christian and not understand generosity. Yeah. Because freely you've received freely give. Right. Like so um, that level of generosity. Um, and we said that, you know in the notes, we reach those with the greatest need because we were the ones with the greatest need. Yeah. You know, so it's like anyone that has a, a tremendous need, you know, it's our responsibility to, to help meet that need, the temporal need. Um, you know, and a lot of people say, well, you know, if I do that, I can't afford whatever. And it's like, well, think of what you couldn't afford that Jesus paid for in eternity. <laughs> you know Seriously. What I mean? um, and so he's asking that we take, what we've been given and give that so that we can help people get, you know, help point people to him. Uh, and so all those things are just super important. So, and sometimes it's like, look, it's like putting your money where your mouth is, you know, in, in, a, in a sense, you know, it's like yeah. what's important to you, you yep. know? Um, yep. <laughs> and, and, and it, and that even starts with like tithing and just supporting the church you belong with. You, you know, if you're, if you're a part of a church and, 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 and aren't, giving regularly to support it, there is some kind of a problem there. And, yeah. and and I know that that may would be offensive to some people as like a staff member on a church saying that, but it's like, um, but I, like we do that, you and your wife, we I t- do yeah, like I, I, tithe. I tithe every week, you know, and it's like, um, depending upon, you know, obviously there's different stances on the, on even tithing into old law percentages and, and, and all these things. Stuff, and sure. nah, 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 regardless if you, but you know, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to be bought into something fully skin in the game and, and it's, um, yeah because it to me it just says maybe you're not bought in all the way uh, which for whatever reason but you know a lot of people want the benefits of what a local church can provide but uh, but and, and and i say benefits i don't mean i even mean just like what it offers even on a yeah. sunday no um you know the, it, the ac sure is nice when you're when no you're in it <laughs> you know it's like um because i've been in churches without it <laughs> yeah uh, but you know it's like at some point we have to with to pay for all that and we pay for all that together yeah. we all th- this group of people says we're we're a, 
yeah, a we body of believers, yeah. and to and to do that, yep. we are going to uh, you know contribute to. to yeah, we don't we don't sell any product. So no. the only income that exists to continue to function as a church is what comes from the church itself. You know, um, so I was I was laughing so hard because someone put up something the other day. Uh, they put up so it was, I think it was Miles Monroe. It was some pastor, some some pastor. They shared a post of a pastor, and the pastor, the I think it was a tweet, but it was a screenshot of his tweet, you know, um, and he was like, you know, you're only this, this, and this, and that's the only way you become part of you know, become part of the church or no, that's the only way you can identify to the church that you go to and what the church that you go to helped you identify as a church member, whatever, whatever. And I was just laughing because I was thinking back to, uh, the Carrie Newhoff podcast where he was talking, I don't remember who he was interviewing, but he was interviewing someone and they were talking about how, uh, if you were to run into Paul from the Bible or even Peter or John or James, and they were to say, and you were to be like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to church. They'd be like, what are you talking about? They'd be like, about? what are you talking about? You're yeah. going to church. And they, he was breaking it down. You know, you remember that podcast. Mm-hmm. He was breaking it down to say, like, they, the only thought that they have is we are the church. Like, I don't go to church. All right. I am the church. Like It's a foreign concept. I am the hope of the world. Jesus in me is the hope of the world, not coming to some institution. Right. So if I am the church then giving to the place that we gather at, that's not the church. We are the church and we support the location that we gather at. Um, he said, it's just such a different concept, especially in America. Like people just don't, Oh yeah. you know, so. Yeah. And then obviously there's, there's the things that haven't helped our mission with, yeah. you know, uh, pastors that have been caught up in scandal or, no doubt. you know, things no like that. that, that, that hurts the whole, <clears throat> it hurts everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, where it does look like they're money hungry and, you know, mm-hmm. give give to us type of thing. Hurt, you know? hurts everyone. Um, it's not us. You're not giving to our church. I mean, yeah. you, you, you would write your check out to our church, but you, you can't think of it. it. You're giving. It's an act of worship. Yeah, you're, you're giving yeah. to the Lord. Just yeah. like we all give to the Lord. You know, we may do it through this portal of The, the only reason you make it out to us is because there happens to be cool little benefits with the government and we have a 501c3 and when you give to the you know, you can get a tax, you know, tax break on it and we don't have to pay income tax on it as churches. And so that's the only reason it's even made out to the church. You could just throw cash in, you Mm -hmm. you know, and, or or something, but it's like, you're, you're, it's not giving to the church. It is, it is giving to the Lord. It has to be stewarded properly. Luckily, I think we do, we do a good job with that and and we have accountability where maybe some in the past uh, haven't as far as churches, but we have layers of accountability. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, you know, that's one of the things in grow track, you know, for our, our assimilation process, you know, we kind of let people know, like, you know, these are the air, these are the different layers of accountability we have financially for our church and, you know, for anyone to spend money, Money, you know, there's total, you know, about 12 to 13 people's eyes that don't see the person that spent the money, but they know where every dollar went, every penny went, um, and they help hold us accountable. And so, um, you know, people can have confidence, you know, for those of you that are maybe even thinking about giving in the legacy offering, you can have confidence that, you know, that doesn't go to, you know, 
a car lease for Pastor Justin or whatever. Like that, it, no. it goes where we say, you know, where we've promised that it goes and you can have a confidence in that. And so that's always encouraging. Uh, new car lease. I wish I had me a new car lease. <laughs> I don't, I drive a Malibu. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Nothing I, fancy. I got a 2008 Toyota. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in my name. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, but no, but, but seriously, there is a, there's a, a there's a healthy level. And that's important. That's important. No doubt. So anyways, man, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, um, you know, we, uh, going into the legacy offering, if you want to give to the legacy offering, um, and you're listening on the podcast, you can go to, uh, transformationchurch.com and click on giving or give, yep. you can give electronically. There's a section there that says legacy offering and missions. You can, uh, put a number in there, you can give, and we would love to have you partner with us. Um, if you miss Sunday, uh, you're part of TC, but you just missed Sunday, you make sure you get on that. Uh, this is what we're doing as a church mobilize moving forward. Um, if you want to partner with us at Christmas by the Bay serving we'd love to have you regardless though man make sure you're there make sure you're bringing people uh, with you bring a friend a special friend let's watch their life get impacted by Jesus and man continue to be the church mobilized on mission and, and all the Christmas stuff is available info if you want to register to serve uh, mm-hmm. transformationchurch.com slash Christmas yep you can find all that there no doubt no doubt so hey guys we appreciate you tuning in um, we'll catch you guys uh, next time Justin tell them where they can find more about the church you can find us online transformationchurch.com or Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola awesome so hey thank you guys for tuning in catch you next week for another week another sermon another follow up podcast see ya thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow up podcast it would mean so much to us if you would subscribe like and review on iTunes You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.